Chapter Eleven of the Spanish Brothers by Deborah Alcock. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Eleven: The Light Enjoyed. Doubt is slow to clear, and sorrow is hard to bear, and each sufferer has his say, his scheme of the weal and the woe. But God has a few of us whom He whispers in the ear. The rest may reason and welcome. Tis we musicians know. R. Browning Bewildering were the trains of thought which the conversation just narrated awakened in the mind of Carlos. On the one hand, a gleam of light was shed upon his father's career, suggesting a possible interpretation of the inscription on the window that thrilled his heart with joy. On the other, the termination of that career was involved in even deeper obscurity than before, and he was made to feel more keenly than ever how childish and unreal were the dreams which he and his brother had been wont to cherish upon the subject. Moreover, Dolores, just before she left him, had drawn a bow at venture, and most unintentionally sent a sharp arrow through a joint in his harness. Why could he find no answer to a question so simple and natural as the one she had asked him? Why did the book, which had solved so many mysteries for him, shed not a ray of light upon this one? Whence this ominous silence of the apostles and evangelists upon so many things that the church most loudly proclaimed? Where in his book was purgatory to be found at all? Where was the adoration of the Virgin and the saints? Where were works of supererogation? But here he started in horror, as one who suddenly saw himself on the brink of a precipice, or rather as one dwelling secure and contented within a little circle of light and warmth, to whom such questions came as intimations of a chaos surrounding it on every side, into which a chance step might at any moment plunge him. Most earnestly he entreated that the Lord of his life, the guide of his spirit, would not let him go forth to wander there. He prayed expressly and repeatedly that the doubts which began to trouble him might be laid and silenced. His prayer was answered, as all true prayer is sure to be, but it was not granted. He whose love is strong and deep enough to work out its good purpose in us, even against the pleadings of our own hearts, saw that his child must needs pass through a land of darkness to reach the clearer light beyond. Conflicts fierce and terrible must be his portion, if indeed he were to take his place among those called and chosen and faithful ones, who, having stood beside the Lamb in his contest with Antichrist, shall stand beside him on the sea of glass mingled with fire. Already Carlos was in training for that contest, though as yet he knew not that there was any contest before him, save the general striving against sin in which all Christians have to take part. For the joy of the Lord is the Christian's strength in the day of battle, and he usually prepares those faithful soldiers whom he means to set in the forefront of the hottest battle by previously bestowing upon them that joy in very full measure. He who is willing to sell all that he hath must first have found a treasure, and what the joy thereof is none else may declare. In this joy Carlos lived now, and it was as yet too fresh and new to be greatly disturbed by haunting doubts or perplexing questions. These, for the present, came and passed like a breath upon the surface of molten gold, scarcely dimming its luster for a moment. It had become his great wish to receive orders as soon as possible, that he might consecrate himself more entirely to the service of his Lord, and spread abroad the knowledge of his love more widely. With this view, he determined on returning to Seville early in October. He left Nuera with regret, especially on account of Dolores, who had taken a new place in his consideration, and even in his affections, since he had begun to read to her from his book. And though usually very calm and impassive in manner, she could scarcely refrain from tears at the parting. She entreated him with all his most passionate earnestness to be very prudent and careful of himself in the great city. 
Carlos, who saw no special danger likely to menace him, save such as might arise from his own heart, felt tempted to smile at her foreboding tone, and asked her what she feared for him. "'Oh, Senor Don Carlos,' she pleaded with clasped hands, "'for the love of God, take care, and do not be reading and telling your good words to everyone you meet. For the world is an ill place, your worship, where good is oft-times evil spoken of.' "'Never fear for me,' returned Carlos, with his frank, pleasant smile. I have found nothing in my book but the most Catholic verities, which will be useful to all and hurtful to none. But, of course, I shall be prudent and take due care of my words, lest by any extraordinary chance they might be misinterpreted, so that you may keep your mind at peace, dear Mother Dolores. End of chapter 11